the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. Welcome to the Bullington Capital Report, hosted by Bill Bullington. For the next hour, you'll receive information on current market conditions and trends that could affect your financial future. If you have a question, you can participate in today's program by calling 216-901-0945. That's 216-901-0WHK. You can also reach Bill by going to his website, BullingtonCapital.com. And now, here's Bill Bullington. Well, welcome back. Seems like been forever since i've been here (laughs) oh as always a lot of stuff going on yeah it's been pretty interesting to watch see what's been happening in the financial markets over the past few months and every time we get into a this is considered a bear market because the uh, market had gone down more than 20 percent from its most recent peak or all-time high and uh so that's where we're at this is uh Oh, I don't even know, actually, how many I've been through in my career. I, I'm losing count. Uh, they happen so frequently, and it uh, doesn't seem that way when you're an investor uh, who doesn't take a look at your account values very frequently. And I'm going to tell you, you're probably better off not doing that. But if you have been, then you kind of get used to it after a while. And this is expected you know i i remember 30 years ago when actually 32 years ago when i started in this business uh reading that a 10 percent correction every 12 to 18 months 10 to 15 percent correction was every 12 uh to 15 or yeah 12 to 18 months so you'd be done somewhere between 10 and 15 percent pretty regularly and then a 20 percent correction happened about once every four or five years and then you get Big whoppers that come along. Thank you. Thankfully, they don't come along as often. But I remember looking that, looking at that, and going, "Wow, you know, how does anybody make money?" And uh, the reality is, when you look closer at how money is made, it's made by people having some fairly uh, thick skin. You know, you're not going to be able to avoid it. And there, there were some things that you could do back in those days that would reduce the volatility fairly significantly, but they slowly phased out and stopped working. 
And I think that the major reason for that is that you've got so many more computers running money than you do people. People are uh, predictably, predictably illogical, and computers are not. <laughs> Actually, the computers are, are using artificial intelligence to try to figure out what the individual investors are going to do ahead of time. And, of course, they keep changing, and then new factors come in, so their models keep changing. What happens is it ends up being a lot more random than it was to begin with. <laughs> and uh, so, but there's a good, I mean, there's, um, how do I say this? There are some strategies that you can follow that in the long run happen to do pretty good. In fact, you know, the S&P 500 everybody looks at that and it's a tough one to beat because it's momentum based literally momentum-based. They put more money in the stocks that have just gone up and they take that money from stocks that are either flat or have gone down. So what does that do? It causes those stocks that are going up to have some support there to continue going up because the, that's how the index works. And since there's more money indexed to that particular index than just about any other index in the world, it happens to be very difficult to beat. It, it's still beatable, but it's in the long run. In fact, I, I'm going back and reviewing a bunch of the books. I had a book I read, oh, What Works on Wall Street, and that was way, I mean, that was probably 20, more than 25 years ago. And it's been updated several times. I think the last time it was updated was somewhere around 2010, 2009. And now it's gone from a couple hundred pages to about 800 pages. And uh, so it, it's basically been updated. But the same basic tenants are still there. Uh, if you're disciplined, you, ha you stand a pretty good chance of doing as well as or outperforming the market with at least with a portion of your money. Now, here's another thing. Um, this, this is the number one mistake most investors make. They come into the market and I ask them the question, how much are you willing to be down by? And they say 30%. Okay. Most of them say 15. I go, okay, you won't make any money if you're only willing down to be, to be down 15%. You just won't make any money. So you may as well just leave that money in a bank account and forget about it, you know, because you won't make any money. 15% uh, is not much of a decline. And I know that <laughs> there are an awful lot of people who don't realize that. You know, if you're going to be in stocks at some point in time, you're probably going to be down 50% or more in those stocks. It's just the way it is. It's just the way it is. And the market's not going to tell you ahead of time. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that it's really important to come into it knowing that. So if you don't want to be down 50%, don't put 100% of your money in stocks. It's that simple. You will not be able to avoid every correction. And what's uh, if you get lucky and avoid a correction, now you got to get lucky and figure out when to get back in. So you got to be lucky two times in a row. <laughs> And I can tell you, most people are just not that lucky. So the, the better idea is to come in and say, like, okay, I think I can take a 30% decline. The more of a decline that you can withstand, the more money you can make. Basically how it works. Okay, so if I, and I got my mindset at 40%. I'm willing to be down 40%. Okay, so I have 80% of my money in stocks. That way, if they get cut in half, I'm only down 40%. And I can sleep with that. Okay. And I'm I'm a little unusual in that way because most people don't have that kind of risk tolerance. But I've been it's not my first rodeo. Uh, I fully expect the market to recover 
when it has those big corrections. It's happened every, I don't believe the, uh, well, this time it's different. Uh, it's always different. Let me tell you. And, and it's always the same. It's just the lengths of time between the correction periods and the recovery periods are always changing. That's what changes. Not the fact that they won't recover. They will recover. In fact, all the money that's been printed and is being put into circulation, I'm glad they're putting, not putting it into circulation in the United States because we would have hyperinflation. When that money is available, people are going to get it. <laughs> you make money available, people will take it. Uh, and the, the increase in demand, uh, increase in the supply of money increases in demand and prices have a tendency to go up. Uh, a lot of the reason that we're having price increases now is because, of the first of all, the pandemic shut a lot of uh, supply chains down and now you've got a war. And you know what? That's different too. The, uh, the, that sequence of events is a lot different. Kind of, yeah. There are similarities, but it's not exactly the same. And it's pretty really, uh, difficult. This is a very difficult environment. So if you're a kid, you've just been out of college for a little while, and you just started putting into your 401k, and you're wondering why your 401k is worth less than the money that you've invested in it, That listen up. That's how it goes. <laughs> you don't think Warren Buffett got all that wealthy by investing in treasury bonds or something super safe. You know, and he's been down more than 50% more than four times. And since he's the best that ever lived investing the way that he invests, okay, uh, the chances of you beating him are like one in, what is the world population? Seven billion, something like that. <laughs> yeah. So that's it. Those are your chances of doing better than that with a lower level of volatility. And it's, it's nothing to be afraid of. You just have to plan for it. You just have to plan inside of your plan. You get close to retirement. You don't want a 50% decline that takes 10 years to recover. That's, you know, we want to stay away from that uh, if we can. And we can. It's just designing the portfolio. Uh, one of the reasons I'm uh, talking about this, it, it, it never goes away. People have a tendency to forget too. And everybody would, we would all like to see 10% returns with no risk, complete liquidity, no, no fees. Um, when you find that, let me know. <laughs> I've only been looking for it for 32 years. The, uh, it, <laughs> all the people that I've talked to, everybody I've read anything on has said, you know, it's just, it's not here. Uh, so at some point, you know, back in the mid seventies and early eighties, that, that was true actually. And for that one brief shining moment, <laughs> you could buy long-term treasury bonds and beat the crap out of the stock market. Um, it was mind boggling. That's happened once in this, the history of this country. And if it happens again, it's because inflation, which now is somewhere hovering around eight or 9%, somewhere in that neighborhood, uh, it'll actually have to get to twice the level it is now. That's the level it was in the 1970s when I was in high school. The, uh, it was literally twice level that it is today and uh you know i knew that because i i remember when gasoline went from 98 cents a gallon to a dollar 35 a gallon because i had to put gas in the car to go on a date <laughs> and i had to i had to budget the gasoline expense for the date because those cars got about eight miles a gallon <laughs> and it was the uh pretty rough so uh 
anyway, interesting perspectives that, like I said, none of this is new. Um, actually, there are a lot of things that are new that are going on. We have got so many more things in the works. You know, the 1990s, the late 1990s was, uh, internet was just coming around. People were just able to send emails, text messages, that kind of stuff. The, uh, smartphones were not nearly as smart as they are today. They couldn't do a whole lot with them. Um, but we kept hearing, oh, it's coming, it's coming. And eventually it did. And, and I'm telling you right now, the thing that's going to change again, which is bigger than the internet is our grid. Everybody uses electricity. Not everybody. And you have to have electricity if you have a home. Okay. You do not have to have a cell phone. You do not. It is not a requirement. I know most of you would die without it. Okay. But yeah, <laughs> but you don't need the cell phone. You need electricity. Okay. And that whole thing is going to be rebuilt. I'm telling you, just like I used to talk about the cell phones that you'd be able to watch videos on back in the mid nineties when I first started doing this show and everybody was like, Oh yeah. Right. You know, so that's just the way it is. <laughs> and I get it. You know, if you've got a, a life, if you've got children or grandchildren, you don't have time to keep up with that stuff. Yeah. Uh, there's an awful lot of reading that goes on. And, um, and I can't even talk about all the things that I read because okay? I spend a lot of time with it and, uh, it's, uh, anybody could do it. I mean, there are lots of really good magazines. I like Scientific American. Uh, that's a, a really good publication. Uh, the Economist, fairly decent. Kind of, that one's kind of boring, but, uh, and everything they're talking about is after the fact. So <laughs> they don't talk a whole lot about what is being developed and what that may mean. And then some of it, you know, is kind of common sense. You look at some of the bigger industries in the world when they're undergoing changes like the automobile industry, uh, with the electric cars, what's changing there. And it, the grid has a big deal to do with that as well, because you've got so many electric cars and they're so popular now, but the, I thought the hydrogen fuel cells were dead uh, in the water and they were for a little while. And now they've made new breakthroughs and developments with that. And that may be the competing uh, technology to electricity uh, for cars. Anyway, uh, they burn cleaner and you can generate the electricity cleaner. And at some point in time, you're going to have nuclear fusion. If you don't know what that is, look it up. Yeah, I didn't know what it was either until I started reading about it. And um, when that happens, it's kind of a, and not, notice I'm not saying if it happens. Okay. When that happens, and I, you guys should all be sending your kids, if you, you want, your kids don't want, to go to, don't want to go to college, let them be electricians. <laughs> I'm telling you, there is a, a massive shortage in skilled workers in that area. So if they like working with their hands and, and being very valuable, uh, getting a good job, getting jobs with benefits, that, that's a, that is a great trade. In fact, I tried to be an electrician when I got out of high school. I'm colorblind. And back in those days, they were all color coded and they said, well, sorry, you know, that, that occupation's out for you. Also couldn't fly helicopters because I was going to go right in the army and try to be a helicopter pilot. Nope. Can't do that. What was really wild is when I finished college, uh, cause I had no other choice. I wanted to, I still wanted to fly. I actually wanted to fly jets and you could fly jets. You didn't have to have the color vision <laughs> for a jet, but you needed it for a helicopter. So I didn't really understand that either, but I wasn't arguing. 
And um, it's pretty, it's amazing when you think of how far things have come since those days. Um, you couldn't even send a uh, an email. Email, by the way, was the first uh, rendition to most people of the internet. You could send emails back and forth, and there were chat rooms. I remember in the greater Cleveland area, Case Western had one of the only chat rooms outside of AOL, and uh, AOL had them too, but I, I think Case was before them. Anyway, uh, long story short, nothing is as constant as change. The the change, the, the, the paths that we're headed down now, you never know exactly which one's going to be the dominant one. Um, the mouse, which, you know, kind of made Apple, Apple adopted the mouse. They stole it from Xerox. Xerox created the, the mouse and, uh, Apple, Steve Jobs goes, Hey, we need to figure out how to do that. And, and they did. <laughs> I don't, I can't remember if they ended up in court over that or not, but the, uh, anyway, that was actually developed by Xerox of all companies. Uh, so the companies that, that, invent the products aren't always the ones that benefit the most from them. Uh, IBM, uh, they, you know, they made cash registers back in the early 1900s and they were one of the companies that were, they, they were led by good leaders. There's always a lot of luck to all that stuff, but mostly mainframes now, uh, they're the ones that popularized home computers and they made more than anybody else at one point in time. And they lost that, edge. So uh, that's one of the reasons that when you're an investor and you want to make money, logic has very little to do with it. I like the math. That, that's one of the reasons the S&P 500 done so well. It's just math. They're not picking stocks in that index. Yeah, they're, does this qualify based on a criteria or formula? If it qualifies, it's in. If it doesn't, it's not quite that it's just that simple and what's interesting to me is there are uh, even better ways I, I think or you can improve on the ways of diversifying it has its own set of challenges that we're going to talk about after these commercial messages this is bill Bullington here on 1420 stay tuned i'll be right back ever find yourself saying i need a vacation vacation fixation can help at vacation fixation we specialize in all-inclusive trips and cruises to mexico the caribbean and disney vacations why choose us our clients book through vacation fixation because they are frustrated with online trip brokers and timeshare scams whether it's a weekend getaway a family trip spring break or honeymoon vacation fixation will personalize a trip just for you Want to know the hottest destinations in Cancun, Punta Cana, Jamaica, or Puerto Vallarta? Interested in room upgrades, beach reviews, or details about resort restaurants? How about finding a trip with a direct flight? At Vacation Fixation, we take all of your specific travel requests and shop our suppliers to find the best deal. What's the cost? Our suppliers pay us so you don't have to. Call 330-573-8147 for more details. Or you can visit our website at vacationfixation.com. Or check out the deal of the day on Facebook, Vacation Fixation. In the old Dracula movies starring Bela Lugosi, all you had to do was show the cross and the vampire would slink away. Well, we still have that cross. Only this time that cross represents the truth. We have truth on our side. Truth 
common sense and the belief in what's right. Use the truth to win those arguments. And stay tuned to this station to find out what's real, what's true, and who's telling the lies. That's why we exist. AM 1420, The Answer. And Odyssey. Is it finally time to update your bathroom? Bath Planet, a division of Joyce Factory Direct, specializes in replacing and converting old showers and tubs into new beautiful bathrooms in as little as one day. We have transformed thousands of bathrooms just like yours into a spa-like oasis that has homeowners excited to use their new bathtub or shower. Right now, all bath installations are 50% off. So call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing. 440-243-5700 or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com. back if you've got a question you can call me 216-901-0945 i'm actually in the studio today broadcasting live so that number again 216-901-0945 if you have a question you want to do a retirement income plan that's actually kind of what we specialize in um my personal feeling is that retirement planning is the most important part of your planning and it's never too early to begin because it takes an enormous amount of capital amount of money to be able to walk away from your job and not have to cut back on spending i mean i mean think about it and i don't know if you've ever heard of the four percent rule but basically and now they're talking about lowering that down to three percent because interest rates have been so low but four percent rule is basically take uh your income divide it by four percent and that will tell you how much money you need to replace your income now, before you do that and you have a heart attack, because if you took $40,000, let's say you took $80,000, divide that by 4%, that's $2 bucks. Most people don't have $2 bucks, And that's what you would need to produce $80,000 at a 4% interest rate. Okay, That's what we call it a withdrawal rate. Uh, so $2 bucks, 4% is $80,000. Now, before you panic <laughs> the uh number is still pretty high but social security the average social security payment somewhere around twenty two hundred dollars twenty four twenty three twenty four hundred dollars now and uh so it's close to thirty thousand bucks and that saves you from having to you know uh thirty thousand equals four percent of what actually my phone is ringing so i won't be able to uh uh just multiply it by 25 times right Seven hundred fifty thousand bucks. Okay, that's still a lot of dough. I mean, it's a lot of dough. But I actually, what I was saying there was that your Social Security payment saves you from having to save about half of what you'd have to save, you know, if you're making eighty thousand bucks. So I'll go into that in a little bit more detail when I can have a chance. And I've got to try to find. I don't know. Oh, there it is. Walter, you're on the Bullington Capital Show. Yeah, uh, Bill, um, talk about some investing uh, uh, situations. Okay. Um, uh, uh, there's an investor called Kathy Woods. Yes. And not too long ago, she made a, a prediction that Bitcoin would hit a million dollars per unit or whatever, however they you know right. assess that. Right. And I thought that was totally irresponsible for her to say something like that because she doesn't know that. By 2030, I think she said. And 
I read an article in Fortune magazine about her, and they were not uh, complimentary. Mm. And uh, she's been uh, pretty good in her art fund, you know, she's yep. had a pretty good return. Right. But they said that only one company in her whole fund is making any money, and it's called Coinbase. And he says, soon, that's going to have a lot of competition. Um, my point is, when someone has that kind of notoriety, I mean, I can't even get, you know, I look on Yahoo Finance. Right. I can't even go places without knowing about Kathy Woods. They constantly trump her up, you know? Yep. And my point is, that kind of person has too much influence, and if he makes the prediction Bitcoin's going to go to a million dollars, She's really leading people astray because she doesn't have a crystal ball. You always say that. No one right. has a crystal ball. Yep. Okay? Yep. And yet, her success, I think going to tempt people to think, hey, go to a million dollars because she must know. You know? She's an expert. Yeah. And I want to get your take on that. Well, I've seen people just like her uh, throughout my entire career. And eventually... A lot of portfolio managers who like to go out and visit the companies and you know try to do the due diligence, if they ever do outperform the market for a long time period, eventually they don't. And that's one of the reasons I'm I'm a big fan of quantitative investing. Quantitative, all that means is that it's a math mathematical formula. That's it. And the S and P 500 is a mathematical formula. They take the top 500 companies by size. That's it. Okay. Then they weight them by the ones that are the biggest uh, get, let, let's say Apple makes up 3% of the index, that's going to get 3% of the money they put in the fund. That, that's the whole concept. <laughs> that, that's the one that's done so well <laughs> for about 100 years now. And uh, so that's the kind of investing that I really like because I've seen so many Kathy Woods come and go. There were tons of them. You may remember a fun company called Janice. You may, re- yeah, you, right. may, you may remember a company called 20th Century. You may remember a fund called the Magellan Fund. You know, it depends on how old you are. And there were, I can't tell you how many of these things I saw where a man, a portfolio manager got hot, put in three or four years of, of really good performance. Everybody was singing their praises and then they got cold. And they weren't able to outguess the market anymore. And most of them had made so much money by that time, they just retired. I remember Gary, Gary Pilgrim, Pilgrim Baxter, PBHG funds. Those, those were other funds that, that just flew in the early 90s. I see him on television, and he's saying, mark my words, that fund is going to crash. And I'm going, what? I can't believe he's saying about his own fund. And I, and then I find out about two weeks later that he had sold the fund six months earlier. <laughs> oh, yeah. But, but he was running a, an algorithm, a mathematical formula that just happened to be super cyclical and he knew it and he knew he caught the cycle and was lucky and he knew he was selling somewhere near the top. He didn't know exactly where it was because it's still going, it still went up about another six or seven months after he made that comment. And uh, and it had had I think the, the over a four year time period it had accumulated close to forty percent a year. I mean it was un, unbelievable how much money that thing made. So when you watch a lot of that, when you've seen a lot of that, Kathy Ark is just the modern day rendition of a whole bunch of people that came before her. Not yeah, unusual. I, I agree with you. I, I think they do a lot of harm. You know th- those types of people because you know 
in her case, she just doesn't, you know, first of all, Bitcoin, that's a controversy in itself, you know? Oh, yeah, I know. But, I, 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 you know, I mean, did you hear what Munger, Charlie Munger, Warren Buffett's uh, partner said about Bitcoin? Yeah, I, I saw it on uh, YouTube. It's pretty funny. And uh, he, called, he called it uh, stupid and evil. He asked Warren Buffett <laughs> what he thought of it. He says it's rat poison. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's like, you know, to think about Bitcoin, I don't understand. What do we need that for? Well, here's the you thing, know? and I, I understand what people wanted to do with it. Um, and they built a really good argument. Unfortunately, it was a straw man argument. And I have clients that invested in it. Um, the, uh, I've a client who's got a, a kid who's a Bitcoin miner, you know, and he actually does the software for that kind of stuff. And, um, I can see people have made a lot of money on that, but there's one, uh, fundamental flaw and that's that there's no government agency standing behind it. So your guarantees are only as good as whoever you can find to talk to about Bitcoin. Uh, and one of their, major uh, draws to that product was that, Hey, we won't tell anybody how much you had, how much, what your transactions are, what you've done. Okay. Well, great. Then how do you ever prove you ever transferred any money in there? <laughs> right. Absolutely. Did you see on the news, I think it was channel five. Right. They had a couple, uh, they retired. Mm-hmm. They lost $22,000 in Bitcoin. Somebody like, um, uh, scammed them. Yeah. And like you said, think about Bitcoin. It doesn't have government regulation. So no one's there to get right. back their money because no one knows, you know, right. uh, how their money was taken. You know, it totally doesn't have any oversight. And yet the reason why a lot of people go for Bitcoin is because they don't want the government to know, you right. know, they want to hide it. It's like a Swiss bank account, I guess, or something, you know? Yeah. But on the downside, if something happens, no, one, no one's going to come to your defense and, you know, uh, uh, like FDIC, no one's going to get your money back for you, including the government, because they're not regulated by the right. government. And, you know, and that was my only, other than that, yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, it, it was a great idea. And at some point in time, maybe a, a regulated product does come out. Maybe they start regulating. Maybe they offer to start doing that uh, so that you can just see the transactions. They they could come up with a, if, if they come up with a fix for that, then I'm all for it. You know, it, it's, I think it's a great thing to be able to do but uh, the way that i understood it um i was not you know i was on warren buffett's side i'm like yeah nah not not until something else happens here you're gonna have to have some sort of regulation or some sort of way of, of reclaiming lost funds or if they got stolen how who do you even file the complaint with yeah, I, yeah it, nobody nobody not regulated not monitored you well, know you lose you lose yeah you know? And and I know, you know? That, that they were trying to put that kind of stuff into uh, action, but it, it's a uh, it was just a long way off. It's a long way off. I mean, it's like like the hydrogen fuel cell cars I talked about ten years ago when I was talking about the electric cars. Well, electric cars have gone way are, are more popular than the hydrogen fuel cell cars are. Uh, hydrogen fuel cells have a uh, difficult time because they don't have there's no hydrogen stations outside of the state of California. Um, that I know of, uh, and it would be a really, really, really difficult to build all that infrastructure, you know, the necessary infrastructure, just like Bitcoin. It needs infrastructure. It needs more infrastructure. And at some point in time, I don't have any doubt 
that we'll all be using. And maybe they, you know, that software becomes a household uh, item that once you log in, it's it's just there. But I just I think it's way too early, and they haven't. Without the regulations, I'm just I'm just not interested. Not now, not yet. Mm. Uh, one last thing: uh, the best performing bond, uh, government uh, regulated bond that I've seen as far as returns so far. Okay, I just saw this not too long ago. Uh, the I bond. Oh, okay. Let me tell you about the I bond. You go ahead and try to do. <laughs> you have to go direct. That is the most complicated thing, and you can't put more than ten thousand bucks in it. Okay. $10,000 a, a year. That does not excite me. Okay, that That's a problem. When you can only put $10,000 in, if, if you've got 10000 you want to call the Fed directly, then by all means, I, w- I would do that. I opened an account with the Fed myself about 15 years ago. I have not been able to access it again since then. I'm glad I only put 1500 bucks in there, but that $1,500 has been gone, and I've I've spent 40 hours on the phone waiting uh, a, a collective 40 hours, not at one time. And I can't get my money back. <laughs> so, you tried the internet? You tried yeah, the internet on that? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Man. And uh, I'm just like, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, anyway, so I'm not a real big fan <laughs> of that. It, it's great headlines for headlines, but when you realize $10,000 is not going to make, yeah. a, you know, how much difference is that going to make? And it goes, I believe they, it was explained, it goes in six-month intervals. Right now it's paying 7.12%. Yeah. You can, but you have to read. Inflation, if inflation goes right. down, it's going to go down. Yes, you know? right. The rate goes down with inflation. So, yeah, yeah I, I'm just not, I think it was a, a it's a really long run for a super short slide. And so that, yeah, that's my. I guess, right. Yeah. It's nice. It's good that they have it, but. You know, ten thousand bucks, and maybe if you're just out of college, you know that that's good. The uh, and you're not going to touch it for a long time, but the uh, but anyway, I got to take another phone call, uh, Joe. I think I think, but I appreciate you calling in this uh, weekend and uh, stay you tuned. Too. All right, okay. Have a good week. Oh my! And I take that back. I guess the other guy or somebody called and didn't. Couldn't hang on. <laughs> Sorry about that. You can call 216-901-0945, or you can call me in my office. You know, it's it's funny how uh, people get so heated about this stuff. Um, it's money, uh, and there's an awful lot that is misunderstood. And, heck, I misunderstand occasionally. The uh, I think I was probably 10 years in the business before I felt confident that I knew as much as I needed to know <laughs> to operate safely uh, in this environment. As you make a mistake, and there's no do-overs, there's no mulligans in financial markets. You know, you make a big mistake, it's you're gonna pay for it. It and all right, thanks. And uh, so I've got to go to Joe. Joe, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Hey, Bill, how's it going? Good. Hey, how are you? Kind of good. To uh, kind of continue that conversation, what about uh, the famous Peter Lynch? And uh, his Magellan Fund, well, he was the guy with Magellan, right? Yeah, yep. Would well, you consider him the one exception, or how does he kind of fit into that? For what? Um, you know, like you were saying, you saw a lot of Kathy Woods come and go over mm-hmm. the years. Well, you know what? Peter was smart enough to retire. <laughs> he, was the, he was one of the first 
uh, publicly held mutual funds that that crossed over the billion dollar asset mark, and that's back when a billion was really a billion. Um, today, I don't know if you adjust that for inflation. It, it's a lot more than a billion dollars. I think he retired in 1990 or 91, somewhere on there. Um, so mm-hmm. you can imagine what that would be today. Uh, and but back in those days, you know, he was he was the first one. And uh, um, yeah, so he. He saw, you know, the writing on the wall was getting harder. Uh, the bigger you get, the harder it is to move. Uh, a lot of the gains that he had were coming out of stocks like Taco Bell, which nobody even knew of. Um, and they were a small firm run out of a basement from some building in California. <laughs> and they were franchising and growing real fast. And uh, But you know what? There aren't a whole lot of those companies all the time. And the bigger you get, the less of an impact a company like that's going to have on the fund. So the bigger the fund is, the harder it gets to manage. And uh, so, yeah, yeah, especially when you're picking individual stocks. I remember how, like, widely popular that fund was. And then when you tried to buy into it, you couldn't because they were capped out or like, we're no longer accepting people. I'm like, how does a how does a fund no longer accept investors you know uh yeah that was back in you know they can still do that uh you don't hear it very often but you can still do that with a regular mutual fund uh with an exchange traded fund they will just create more shares you know like an etf they'll just uh they just they can take an unlimited amount of money and that's one of the reasons that stocks are so much more volatile than they have been in the past is that you know they they'll just create more shares and when people go to sell them they just cash them in so there's a lot more buying and selling going on than there was back in the days when Peter Lynch was running money. Um, and, uh, is it more beneficial with an ETF or is that more kind of like detrimental? No. I, well, I like ETFs because they're, uh, they define them very highly. So you know exactly what you're buying. Uh, you can also look right. up the holdings and follow that if you want to on your own. But the, uh, I, I love knowing what I own. I think that's a much better way to invest. Um, did you know that two-thirds of the people that, uh, actually it was over 60% of the people that invested in the Magellan Fund while Peter Lynch was managing it managed to lose money? They wow. Lo- they, they located the best portfolio manager that's ever lived, which is really hard to do. It's like winning the lottery, maybe not the hundreds of millions, but a $20 million lottery. And they managed to lose money. Because when his fund went down, they would panic and pull. And, and I'm still dealing with that today <laughs> with, oh. uh, with all my clients. You know, it's, it's time to go. And uh, no, no it's, it's not time to go. I'll let you know when that is. And it's almost, if you do the planning good up well up front, it's almost never. And you shouldn't even be making all that many adjustments. You should set it out from the get-go to match your your uh, desires or, or whatever your risk tolerance is, whatever your financial needs are. And if, mm-hmm. if you're moving that money around a lot, and I know a lot of people go, but Bill, you used to do that. Yes, I used to. Now it's being done by the funds that I'm choosing. They are doing the movement. You just can't see it. And it's much better for you because my phone used to blow up when I'd have to rebalance the portfolios. A lot, one of them I did once a month. And uh, I was always answering, why did you buy that? Well, because it met the criteria. It met all the criteria. Why did you buy that one? Same reason. <laughs> but
But now they can't see that it's going on behind the scenes. And when you do it in an exchange traded fund, there's a tax benefit to doing that way. And that tax benefit is incredibly valuable. I mean, it, and it, sounds, it sounds like they have dividends as well. If you pick the funds that have dividends, the, one of my favorite is a fund that looks at the actual profitability of the companies and then it looks at their size and it's only got 50 stocks in it. Uh, so the mm-hmm. dividend, and they've all got to be dividend paying stocks and dividends have to have gone up uh, each year, past five years in a row. Uh, revenues have to increase. It's got all these criteria on it. So I really like it. It's It's a high quality dividend. The dividend on those things is going to change when the share price share prices change. The dividend doesn't is not anchored to the share price. It's just a dividend. They declare whatever the dividend is going to be for that company, and that's it. If the share price, let's say a, a fifty dollars stock has a two dollar fifty cent dividend, okay, that's five percent. If the stock goes to hundred, the dividend yields only two and a half percent. Because they're not going to raise the dividend to five bucks because the share price went up. That, that almost okay. never happened. All right. Hey, thanks a lot, Bill. All Appreciate right. It. Hey, thanks for calling. I'm going to take a real quick commercial break. You're listening to Bill Bullington right here. I'll be back in just a couple minutes. There's a name that can silence every fear. There's a love that embraces the heartache, the pain, and the tears. Through my faith and my doubting, I know one thing for sure. Hey, Bob France here once again to talk about Empire Window Company. And I have fallen in love with Empire Window Company because of the phenomenal deal that I got on my windows just this past summer. Bill Gardner is back with us to talk about it. Hey, Bill. Hey, Bob. Thanks for having me out today. Bill, a lot of Americans are feeling the pinch right now because of really, really high inflation. And it really crosses all industries. Can you tell me how that impacts the window industry and how that impacts your pricing? We have had increases in our product as far as windows and siding. But the few increases that we've had, we're handing it directly over to you. We're not marking it up on top of that. We're always going to be as fair with you as we can. So Bill, even with the inflation raising the cost of the materials and you're doing your best to pass those on to the people at cost, you still have opportunities for people to purchase right now because you have great financing available. We have some great finance options at this time. We're even offering some 0% options up to 24 months. We'll definitely find something that works within your budget. So even with inflation, people can get their windows replaced by Empire Window Company at a great price. Absolutely. Bill Gartner, Empire Window Company, great, great products, great, great service at a great, great price. And Bill, Let's say it together. Empire Empire Window Window Company, Company. you deserve deserve a a fair price. price. No doubt about it, we're spending more time at home, which is the perfect time to make it more functional and beautiful. Hi, Ed Flash Ferentz here for Artistic Renovations, Northeast Ohio's premier and award-winning remodeler. Artistic did a fantastic job with our kitchen in 2016, and last year, they were back for the master bath. Oh, my word. Do yourself a favor and go to ArtisticReno.com. Believe me, you'll love their ideas and without question the finished product. For a virtual consultation, call 216-520-0838 or visit ArtisticReno.com. Thinking about updating your home? Well, Joyce Factory Direct specializes in replacing old, outdated windows. Proudly made right here in Cleveland, Joyce Windows features their exclusive Smart Shield High Performance Glass, which means you'll be getting the most energy-efficient windows for your home directly from the factory. Customers just love how much warmer their house is and how easy their new windows operate and clean. Right now, you can save 50% on all installations. Just call to schedule a free consultation with on-the-spot pricing, 440-243-5700, or visit JoyceFactoryDirect.com.
we're back. Hey, if you'd like to call in today, the number is 216-901-0945. If you'd like to get in touch with me, just go to my website, bullingtoncapital.com. There's a little form. You fill it out there, and I get a notification. I will give you a call back. Um, the retirement income plans are incredibly challenging today because interest rates are so low, and there are a lot of products out there that don't get a lot of attention, I think. And one of the ones that's uh, probably one of the more attractive ones is kind of complicated and it's called fixed indexed annuity. They will guarantee that's the fixed portion. And that's what I like to focus on. So when you're looking at those types of annuities, the fixed portion is what you should be uh, paying attention to because that's where you're going to generate your income from. And I think the, the chant, well, it's a long story. So, and I've got a phone call I got to take right now. So I've got Adam, Adam, you're on the Bullington Capital Report. Hi, good morning, Bill. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Uh, this is Adam. Oh, hey. And, I was wondering if that was going to yeah. be you. Yeah. You- <laughs> well, we enjoy your show. And, uh, you know, with a couple of quick questions about two stocks. Sure. Number one was Purple Innovation. Yep. And I'm getting. We were kicking it around as far as, you know, if they're a candidate for bankruptcy or will the supply, in your opinion, what has gotten the, the best of that stock? Supply chain, yeah, completely. Yeah, yep. Okay. They were uh, they had started building that factory uh, in Atlanta about three months before the pandemic hit. Okay, and then after the, the pandemic's still not over, and now we got a war in Russia slowing things down, uh, or you know, yeah. in Ukraine. And uh, yeah, those oh. are uh, talk about bad luck, man. I'm uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think I'm probably down. I don't know. 78 to 80% on that one. And that's because I've added to it. <laughs> it's a shame because they've got such a great product and we just can't. Maybe I, the sunny skies are ahead. I know it's a stock and it's risky, but at $3, right. we're starting to look at it. Yes. The market uh, cap is only $253 million on that now. And the revenues, I think, hang on a second. I'll look it up real quickly. Uh, I know they were according pretty... to Yahoo. The price to sales was point three one, but I don't know how yeah. current that information is. Oh, uh, that's probably pretty current because I have twelve twenty one revenues were seven hundred twenty six million. So that would give you an extremely low price to sales ratio, and it's one of my favorite okay. uh, things to look at. Yeah, you should call me uh, sometime this week. I we have a access to a facility. I don't know if you guys are still looking for one. I I moved where locked in um i was a long-term covid sufferer <laughs> by the way <laughs> that's why you didn't haven't heard from me earlier yeah but yeah. uh yeah that was brutal man i wouldn't wish that on anybody i mean if i were in my 70s i wouldn't be here right now there is no way and uh <laughs> i i've never been that sick now that's coming from a guy i want i wanted to be a, a pilot in marine corps i got accepted in the program got an aviator slot Three days before I had to go to Quantico, I'm sorry, four days before I had to go to Quantico, we had to run a three-mile, we had to do our physical fitness test again before you took off. Well, the very next day, so three days before I had to report to Quantico, I had my appendix removed in an emergency surgery. Okay, That was not as painful as COVID was. <laughs> I felt way worse over COVID than I did almost dying. <laughs> And you have sixteen concussions and oh as a man, punter? oh no! I was a uh, uh, I played all over the place, mostly defensive end, uh-huh. and uh, coach didn't yeah. like me because you know back in those days, 
most of your quarterbacks were drop back quarterbacks that were right handed. So the, the best offensive lineman on the team was a left offensive tackle. He was the oh. biggest, fastest, baddest guy they had. And so he puts me over there. Now, there are defensive backs my size. <laughs> and I'm playing on, he just didn't like me a lot. <laughs> It uh, it worked out pretty good though, because uh, you learn to uh, survive and and what you need to do to to be able to win in those situations. And uh, if you're going to, I had one more question before. Um, I don't want to take up too much more of your time, but BG Foods, mm-hmm. I noticed the payout ratio is getting pretty high on the dividend. They've got a payout ratio of about two hundred percent. What's the and uh, what's the uh, BG Foods BGS? Oh. Okay. And that's been a favorite of ours for a couple of years since COVID, but it's been a tough stock to own because it's had so many ups and downs, mostly downs, but the dividend's been steady. Uh, when you said, oh, my system, hang on one second. Sorry about this. Is the technical hmm. difficulty? When I put in PGS is the symbol? BGS. Oh, BGS. B and boy. All right. Apologize for that. No, no, no problem. That's uh, just communication over the radio. All right. Yeah. Market cap one point six billion. Revenue. Uh, where is the total revenue? Well, it's got the price to sales ratio point seven. Point seven is about half for that industry. Um, okay. In in the long run, so and they do have a ton of uh, names that people probably recognize when they go into the grocery store. Uh, the, uh, so I don't know. I'll take a, uh, more of a look at it, but you know, the, the price to earnings ratio seems it's like 25, the forward, but the forward one's only 15. That's not too bad at all. Um, it, it's, it's not like a, something that's like super, super undervalued, but it's undervalued. And, uh, it's kind of a boring stock, but they, like you said, they've got Crisco under their belt. They've got a lot of good names that people use, but we're just scared about the dividend getting cut, but even if they cut it in half, it'd still be pretty juicy. For yeah, us. right. And uh, that would save them uh, an awful lot of money too. So their their revenues okay. the past five years have been up eight point four. I I'm absolutely sure though that you know everybody's worried about these types of companies when you have a highly inflationary environment because their costs go up faster than they can raise the prices by. But that's why stocks in the long run have done better than other asset classes because people are probably still going to eat no matter what happens. And when you are used to eating cream of wheat and that's one of their products and you like that, you're probably not going to stop eating that. <laughs> and they'll be they'll be able to raise prices at some point in time to be able to offset the inflation that they're seeing. In the meantime, you know, it's all over the place because the that's what stocks do. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Well, we're gonna. I'm gonna give you a call later this week. It's okay. It's been a pleasure talking to you, and have a have a nice weekend. Thanks. You too. Thanks, Bill. Yep. All right. Bye. bye. Okay. All right. Well, sorry about the silent period there. The uh, this is Bill Bullington. I am here every Saturday morning from eleven to noon. You can also go to my website. Reach out to me there. Um, I didn't get to talk about a lot of the things I wanted to talk about today. That's okay because those were very, very good calls. And if you have a call, you've got some concerns, feel free. Um, 
de- designing a plan, there, there are two parts of retirement planning. First is planning, planning on how much you need to build up once you get there. Uh, you have to plan on what your, how you're going to spend it. And uh, it's tough. I mean, especially today, you know, interest rates are, are so low, so many different places. Uh, stocks are, are volatile. They're, they've always been volatile, by the way. They've never not been volatile. So, um, but it's harder when you get closer to retirement and you start seeing these big fluctuations. And I understand that. And so that's why, you know, advisors have jobs to remind you, Hey, what are we doing? Why are we doing it? Um, should we be doing anything? Most of the time, the answer is actually no. (laughs) If you've, if you've thought that out, if you, if it's a well thought out plan in the beginning, okay. You know when you're supposed to make an adjustment. And the vast majority of the time, there's really not a whole lot to do. So that should be a relief to an awful lot of people because, you know, it relieves me. I'm like, I don't have to do anything. I'm just back to work, you know, or let's go watch television and go to a movie. By the way, that new Elvis movie, I just saw that yesterday. That was really good. I was amazed. I thought it was, I didn't think it was going to be anywhere near as, as good as it was. And, and, uh, kind of, uh, not even, it was a little bit PG-ish, just a little touch. I mean, it wasn't a lot. And uh, I expected something quite different, and I was really, like, that kid that played Elvis was amazing. But anyway, uh-oh, that means the show's over. Have a good weekend, everybody. Good luck. Happy 4th of July. This is Bill Bullington right here on 1420, here next Saturday morning at 11. Stay tuned. just caught another edition of the Bullington Capital Report, broadcasting every Saturday at 11 a.m. on AM 1420, The Answer. If you have a question and you'd like to speak to Bill personally, you can call him at 330-664-0700. That's 330-664-0700. Or online at BullingtonCapital.com. That's BullingtonCapital.com. Past performance may not be indicative of future results. Therefore, no current or prospective client should assume that the future performance of any specific investment, investment strategy, including the investments and or investment strategies recommended and or purchased by advisor or product made reference to directly or indirectly will be profitable. Different types of investment involve varying degrees of risk, and there can be no assurance that any specific investment will either be suitable or profitable for a client's investment portfolio. No client or prospective client should assume that any information presented serves as the receipt of or substitute for personalized investment advice from the advisor or any other investment professional. The preceding program has been paid for by Bullington Capital Management, LLC. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.